Salutations from the Love Below, where we get deep beneath the surface and in between where we have been and where we are going. I'm Cece. And I'm Fab. And we are two sisters that give a fuck about each other, how we relate to one another, and we love to share all the dope shit that gives us goosebumps. All right, let's get into it. Let go. Who knows where this flower talking okay like not even anything big deal it's just it's it's gonna get some it's gonna take some getting used to to but like you literally have to think of it as like how the kardashians don't even notice their cameras anymore around them Mm -hmm. that's how we have to feel about this mic like we just keep doing what we're doing and this mic is gone it's not even here those cameras to them are nothing like we're like how, how are they just sitting there like imagine just like Scratching your butt. Like, they're they're literally scratching their butt. (laughs) For me, I've always felt that I wanted to share things with people, but I didn't want to do that in a world where people were fabricating their stories and um, positioning themselves in a way uh, to showcase their highlight reel. You know, that's essentially what social media is. Mm -hmm. And a podcast, you can edit here and there and and be mindful of what you're going to say, but it's, it's, uh, it's just authentic it's it's natural it free flows and you're having a conversation with someone in my case i'm having a conversation with my sister someone who has known me forever um all my life yeah literally i've known you since birth all my life can't escape you (laughs) can't escape you um but we have that foundation of of a connection so that no matter what our conversation today would be really cool to since Cal- well, it's dia de los muertos yes exactly so the day that you guys hear this is dia de los muertos and you would have already done something for halloween covid and halloween i'm not doing anything last year i dressed no. up my dogs i have two english bulldogs and i dressed both of them up as like batman and i want to say the other one was superman and we had candy. We live in a very suburban neighborhood. And not a, I think there was maybe two times that the doorbell rang. Um, and we ended up going to like a party. What but a this waste. year, like, what a waste. I mean, we dressed up really cool last year. It was really fun. Um, but of course, that was pre-2020. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what people like got into this year. Like how creative they got into like celebrating. Or well, if they were just like, fuck it. Gonna... You know, there's no Halloween. Yeah. There, it doesn't exist. Like, for mm-hmm. me, I kind of have that mentality. I mean, I I don't know if it's just that I'm not really into it this year, but... I think I, I stopped giving by. a fuck about Halloween, like, when I was, like, 18 or 19. Right? Like, I would dress right. up maybe, like, as a cat, which, by the way, I'm going to be a cat again this year, because that's all I know how I'm to be, is a cat. There's yeah. a, I'm a, a cat <laughs> once a year, and it's just, it's what happened. I stopped kind of caring. Like, I would really, like, care about, like, my costume and, like, what I'm going to be. And, like, how hot of a bitch I could be that year. 
but I don't care at all anymore. Like, is I this know. us being like I, old? Old. This is what happens. Like, I'm just home. I and don't I'm give a fuck about for... Halloween. And if I'm going to be a no. bunny or a cat. I don't really care. I feel like the reason I got excited about it in the past were because of events like a friend's party mm-hmm. or like a specific celebration where I knew I was getting together with my friends. But like on my own, like it's not that like we can't have the fun on our own, but I'm not going out, you know, yeah. I'm not really going to go out to, um, you know, downtown or anywhere where there's like big masses of people just to wear a costume. Nope. Like I'm good. Nope. Like nope. I'll nope. just nope. make nope. a margarita nope. at home. That's it. <laughs> That's what I and care about now. Chocolate. Like, I just care about, like, being able to host a time for friends. Or time, yeah. I don't care about being going out to be seen anymore. Like, I just want to be around, like, dope people and, like, enjoy people's time and just fucking vibe mm-hmm. out. Like, I'm not trying to go and be seen at the club or see who can, like, see me, you know? Mm-mm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool off that. It's, it's done. It's done. And I, I think that's such a like a phase in life you know like being a hot girl be out being a hot girl i mean we're still always going to be hot girls but, but of course just you know like i will always like, be a hot girl hey not care as much you know yeah. about you just you just like, know you are so you don't have to whatever you're confident in it you don't have to go prove mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. no more proving you're a hot girl you know you are so you just live your life and that's it and i mean i do think a part of the reason that we're even there is because we're not like on the scene and dating. That's true. So I, it's almost like, well, for me, like I have tunnel vision when I'm in a relationship. Like how long have you been together? So we've been together officially for two years. Um, and we've been living together for, it definitely kind of feels longer. And oh, usually, it 100% feels and longer. usually for like, I guess like, relationships you don't really care for i guess they usually seem shorter right like when you look back at it you're like wow we've only been, yeah we've, like we've been six to, months whoa. whoa like yeah but no like, it usually is a short amount of time <laughs> definitely feel longer than what you've been together it was weird um the way we met and we can get into that one day but the way we met and just like kind of the way our worlds just collided and it just didn't make sense like to not be together so things I would say things moved pretty fast uh pretty early on um but it it worked out for us you know we didn't feel like we were rushing into anything we didn't feel like we were forcing anything it just kind of happened Mm -hmm. it was very organic and honestly like it's really bad but we're attached to the hip you guys are never apart so bad but you guys complement each other very well Mm -hmm. so it works we do if it was something that like I was like kind of felt it was detrimental to your growth Mm -hmm. I would have said something but I don't see it as that Mm -hmm. at all like it it could maybe but right now in this moment I think it's it works for you guys right right I I think so too I think it's been uh such a compliment and I think we've both grown since meeting each other Mm -hmm. in good ways like we haven't changed like our entire being but we've like grown in in areas where you know i think each of us have added value to one another yes and to yourselves mm-hmm. exactly and to ourselves well, agreed on that note 
Yeah. Let's talk so about what didn't exactly. work. Exactly. Well, what, what we wanted to initially talk about is not the present relationships, but the past relationships in our lives. Dia de los Muertos is honoring the death of someone in your family. So whether it be your mom, your dad, your, your grandma, and... Or even not just like familiar family, but like chosen family. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, well, I didn't know that. that I didn't know that they do both. I thought it was just honoring like your immediate family, family like your actual blood family. Well, in Coco, they only honor. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that's a reference that a lot of people are going to have when they hear this. It's yeah. like Coco depicted that mm-hmm. part. They so they put a they put a picture, a frame picture of the person that passed away, and then that day, like a shrine. Yes, a shrine. And they just honor their life, which is really dope. But today, I wanted to kind of like mix that in and not on- honor their death. Honor their death, <laughs> how we do here. <laughs> and uh, who better to talk about than our the death of our exes? I think that's where we can start. It's so. What I looked up, I saw that Dia de los Muertos is so. It's based in Mexico. And uh, it's a reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. A blend of Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture. That's just kind of like a a background of what it is. So it's a day where they celebrate the lives of these people, what they did while they were here on Earth, honoring their transition. Exactly. Okay. So who are the ones that you've loved, the ones you've hated, and uh, the ones you've laughed at for dating? God, laughed at. Uh, that list is laughable. Uh, yeah, that list is great. Um, don't want to bore you guys on that one. But um, I wouldn't say that I hate anyone in particular. Um, I think that that's something that I've always prided myself on is that like, I try not to leave a relationship hating anyone. I mean, and don't get me wrong, maybe like as it's happening, like I can't stand the person. Yeah. And of course, like I'm hurt. Um, or like feeling betrayed, but I really work to feel indifferent about a person because if you think about it, the opposite of love is not hate. Hate is an emotion that's rooted by love. Mm -hmm. So the, the real opposite of loving someone is indifference. It's just not caring, you know? So I... Well, I can definitely say that I feel indifferent about. That's when you know you just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, like I really honestly. You're always just thinking like, when am I just going to not care anymore? When am I not going to care anymore? Like, I just love this. And then when you get to the point where you're like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. That's when you're over it. Mm -hmm. That's when you completely are over the relationship. And, you know, of course, like I think it takes everyone periods of time to reach that point. And. And sometimes it's not even about the person. It's about the feelings that are associated with that situation or like what it put you, what it faced you with, right? Like whether it uh, was rejection, whether it was betrayal, Mm -hmm. whether it was um, envy or like jealousy, you know? I mean, just like, and not even of like other people that were instigating the relationship, but of that person itself. You know, there's a lot of like, you see that a lot, Um, like jealousy amongst a partner, um, which then grows to resentment. But I'm digressing. I, I mean, they say there's three loves, right? Mm -hmm. That you have three loves in your lifetime. What are those? 
They are. For me. Oh, you want to say? Okay. Yeah, so, you say what they are, and then I'll tell you what I think. Well, were there's me. an anthropologist named Helen Fisher, and she came up with these three loves in your life. And it's actually called the three loves theory. And they are lust, passion, and commitment. So in that order is usually how you experience them. So you have a relationship of lust that's just very like, oh my god, I just want to eat your face all day. I want to... No es amor. <laughs> what is that song? The Obsession The song? Obsession. Oh my god. Uh-huh. It's so literally, much. it's an obsession. It's called reptilian brain. So it's just like, instinctual. Like anything that like just is like, oh, oh, I, I need him. Like I need him at all times. Like you literally just like... All you think about, and... Well, a psychologist, his name is Abraham Maslow. He has created a chart, and it's, like, in the shape of a triangle. Okay, like the hierarchy. And it's called the hierarchy of needs, right? Okay, so yes. the base foundation of that is um, rooted in, like, survival and, like, primal instinct. Like, and in that category falls um, sexual needs, physical needs, shelter, safety, survival, water, like those basic things that you just need to survive. And I feel like when you experience love, like you're so inexperienced and like naive Mm -hmm. that it, it be, it makes you feel like that's what you need to survive. Like that person, if you don't have that person, like you will literally rip in half. Dude, I was a fucking mess in my lust relationship. Mm -hmm. That was, I would say the... I was just finishing high school and it went into maybe like we were actually together because we've been in and out of each other's life for mm-hmm. so fucking long. But that we were, I guess, like, quote unquote, boyfriend and girlfriend, like we were official, right. um, was like maybe a year and a half, maybe even less. But, dude. That's still a long time at, at the age that you guys were together. I remember one time he like, it was the first time he told me that he doesn't think we should be together. And I was sitting in the car begging, begging him. Like, why? Why? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I felt like someone just completely disowned me. I felt disowned when he told me that he didn't like, didn't think we should be together anymore. Mm-hmm. I like couldn't get out of the car. I thought I was going to die. Like, I was like, no. <laughs> if I leave this car, like, you might as well just run Yes, like, I, you felt like, your whole body up. tingling of, like, yeah. Like, just like, oh my God, how do you not see me? Like, I love you so much. But people... It's interesting, because, like, you don't, in that type of relationship, like, you're not an individual person. You are morphed into You this, completely like, took on their identity as well. Yeah. Yes, yes. You completely yes. take on their identity, and you just, like, cling on to their every motion and thought. I can see how in that moment it's just like earth shattering yes. when that breaks because you don't think of what anything would be like without that person or like a step forward like life without that mm-hmm. person it's cuckoo pants yeah my quote-unquote lust i call it the puppy love like that was my like obsession mm-hmm. oh my god this is like everything can't <laughs> live without this person yeah. um it was also very like immature. it was like very toxic too <laughs> extremely toxic. yo that was a toxic that was toxic i mean he was also a pisces so come on <laughs> like i don't know i think that has a lot to do with it and it was just very needy yeah we needed yes, yes, each yes, other yes, yes. you know and i mean 
when I decided to end that, it was interesting because I was the one who decided to end Mm -hmm. it. I had started college. I moved on to campus. He was still home. He would come and visit me. But I started getting like involved in that new world. Like it was like a completely new chapter for me. Like I met a bunch of people. I started getting like I started immersing myself into things that were going on, uh, activities like football Mm -hmm. games. And I just like, this sounds terrible, but like I just didn't have time for him anymore. I was like, we grew apart, yeah. you know? Yeah. So started realizing that it was taking too much of like That's my... very honest of you. And I think I, I noticed that back then, like, and I had been fighting myself. I was pretty conflicted about it because, you know, like we had already like spent time together, uh, a considerable amount of time. What was it like? Probably two years also. You know, I wanted to make it work. Like I, when you're little too, like you don't think like, okay, if something doesn't work, like uh, we're just going to end it. You you go into a relationship hoping that it works and you're yeah. going to do everything you can. Yeah. But I think once you get to that point, like you kind of have to make that decision. It didn't go very well. Uh, <laughs> he didn't react very well. Yeah, well, yes, because it. you're not with each other now. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Well, funny enough, um, I actually couldn't do it in person. Like I couldn't tell him in person or on the phone. I sent him an email. You're sick. Do, how do I not know did you this? Know that? Yeah, I sent him an you email. You sent him like... a fucking email on the day of a text message? <laughs> what? <laughs> you couldn't send him a text message? No, because I felt like at that point, if I were to have said something, well, what was I going to say in text? Like, we're done, you know? On I his behalf, really... I'm sorry, but on his behalf, I'm saying fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Yes, I am telling you, fuck you. <laughs> That was so trash. Well, you know, the next morning, because I sent it at like three in the morning. I was just like, in a daze, I was like, I need to to let out all of my feelings and I need to like dump this out and and share it with him. So the next morning, I'm like, hey, you know, I sent you a text. Uh, I sent you an email. Check your inbox. (laughs) You. Just you. Well, it's okay. That's where you were at that time. That's like mentally like the mm-hmm. the maturity you had at that moment. Right, right. And that's what like these three different relationships could like, you know, the the lust, the passion and the commitment. You can just kind of like use that as a reference of where you mentally were in that point in your life. Like relationships just do that for us. They show us yeah. who we are. They're mirrors of who we are. So you can just look back at like yeah. each guy, like it, if that makes it easier yeah. for you. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, so, so Fulanito was this when I, that's who I was mm-hmm. at that time. And then Greg was, this is who I was at that time. You just look at Greg and you're like, that's who I was. He was a reflection of who I am mm-hmm. at that moment. Who's Greg? I, I say Greg because I have no Greg because I'm not giving yeah. any names on this this Come here podcast. <laughs> That's for the exclusive. Yeah, so fans. you definitely know there was no Greg. Yeah, there's no Greg. Um, okay, so then what's the second love? The second love is, is passion. passion. Ooh, ooh, passion. So it's rooted in the mammalian brain, which is like more like the smitten, like the newlywed, the honeymoon phase. Like, you have that for a good, like, three to eight months, and then you have that, like, hmm. yeah, I don't know about this anymore. Should I? It's comfortable. Should I not? There's more people out there for me. I know it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And you're just in that, like, in-between phase. That is your passion. 
Okay, that so, like that didn't sound so passionate when I just explained, but that's what it gets to. In the beginning, you're just like, this is, I feel me, like I fucking love this guy so much. Right, right, and like, you like you start seeing like, oh, maybe I can marry him, like, I can see myself, like I like his family, like I can see this happening, I, I see it. But then you get to that point, in like eight nine months, you're like. It's almost as if you idealized a person. Yes. Right? Like there's something that connects you to and that's what keeps the passion and like this whole like romantic concept or romantic like dream of what you guys could be. And then that's what fuels that relationship. Because mm-hmm. he, he meets every like checkpoint on your list kind of. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this, okay, check. Oh, okay, he likes dogs. Okay, check. Oh, like he he kind of has like the physique and look that I like. I usually go for and I, I really like. Like okay, check. He he likes his mom. He's good to his mom. Like he's so a family say, guy. Okay, I like that. Okay, check. Sex is, is good. Like, and okay, okay, this is good. I can I can do this my whole life maybe if I had to. Okay, check. But then he gets to the point like, are we really compatible though, or am I just checking this fucking list? But then how is that passion? You mistake it for passion because you're like, finally, like, it's everything I really wanted. And then, like, after eight months, you're like, this passion is going away because I'm just in love with a facade. The veil is, like, removed. So that's why you're so passionate because everything's, like, good. But then you're like, wait, do I really, really like this person? Mm -hmm. Or was I just, like, pretending he was cool this whole time? Actually, he's not even cool. He's really like he's really lame. And how did I not see this? Yeah, I um But like not lame in the sense that like he's lame for everyone, but like for who you are, like you guys just aren't compatible. So it's just like it's not working. It's okay, he's lame. <laughs> like we could just say it how it is. <laughs> but like honestly, like I don't know, to someone else he wouldn't be lame, you know? Like you don't wanna like I never wanna and I'm not saying that, that that's what you want. This just brings me to another point. I respect all my exes. Or, like, I hope to respect all of them. I do, too. But because, I like, I'm just like, yo, like, I, I actually cared for you. Like, you know, like, I obviously liked you and, like, wanted to spend time with you. So I want to keep that respect for that person. You know? I was drugged. <laughs> you were drugged in all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I really did idealize the per like, the said person who I, like, guess would be in that phase, right? Like, I idealized this person. Like, I thought everything they did was so great and Mm -hmm. I could see everything with this person. But, you know, it's funny because I would think it, but I couldn't really, like, feel it. There was still, like, this gut, deep down intuition feeling that, like... Yes. It wasn't it. That's what what it is. That's that's when you just... That's the only sign you need. Someone else can tell you, like, I don't know, like, how are you feeling? A lot of people told me that. Yes, but until you get that feeling in your fucking gut of, like, okay, girl, done. It's time. Right. But if you don't get that feeling and you stay in that passion and you continue, that turns into the third love, which is commitment. So you have this passion in your committed relationship and then it just turns into something that is just like trustworthy where you just know this person rides for me. Like there's a respect here. 
for one another and we fucking mm-hmm. like each other and we love each other that's when you have commitment right i feel like that really that type of relationship encompasses it like builds it's like a snowball effect right like you have like all of the good things that came from the other types not the other relationships mm-hmm. but the other types of mm-hmm. relationships you know the things that you know the the passion the lust um but now you're adding levels of respect you're adding like a mutual just like awareness acceptance. for one another it's like yeah acceptance is also so important yeah there's one thing to be loved by somebody but to be truly understood and accepted by somebody like there is no greater feeling Mm -hmm. than that no at all and i don't know if it's because i'm in love right now but i feel that way right now yes i think that's the like epitome of what we want in a relationship and what we're Mm -hmm. seeking in all of the relationships in our past is that acceptance of like just like you like you fuck with every part of me. Like you really, like, you really like me. <laughs> I like really like you. And I can take my mask off. Yeah. You know, like, and not that like you have a mask with other people, but you're just you're not as comfortable sharing, like being completely naked, like yeah. in a spiritual, mm-hmm. like emotional place. Um, because I've like faced some difficult times with my my boyfriend now and he just like loved me throughout everything like throughout the parts where like I don't like about myself you Mm -hmm. know he has just been so nurturing and understanding and loving me through that so I can grow through that and just be better me and I would like forever be indebted to him for helping me like because that's helped me with my own self love Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. a big part of like the phases that I went through with previous relationships is because there was parts of me that I didn't love. Yes. So I was seeking acceptance. You hit that on the head, people. man. It's like they teach you how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what the, this relationship does. It's like, oh, wow, you really fucking love me. Like that, that means I can really fucking love myself. Mm-hmm. I can be myself yes. and have to question. I remember I would be like, oh my God, is what I did stupid? Or like, what? Like And like the dumbest, like of course your mind chatter yeah, exactly. of like what you're going through. But that like takes you so far away from yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I don't like, I don't really care anymore. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> the fucking beauty of it. When you leave, right. like when you reach that level of commitment with someone, uh, scientists actually say that your senses merge with the other person. So that they asked, if you ask a man married for 20 years to think about his wife getting into a car accident, and then you ask him to think about himself getting into a car accident, the same self spots in the brain will light up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you literally unite into one being. Right. That's when you get to that level of commitment. And not everyone is, I guess, fortunate or blessed enough to get to that part in their life I can speak that from like seeing experiences from like parents and stuff mm-hmm. but like when you get that like yo honor that shit just be so grateful for it yep I mean honestly I'm really proud of where you and I and even our brother has reached in our relationships honestly our other sister too yeah, We're a big yo family. yeah for real um there's four of us there's four of us but our parents 
are all examples of what not to do yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. We've yes. got commitment phobes. We've got like, yeah. you know, it's just a it's, whole it's, and it, Honestly, pot. like my, our father and our mother are like such opposite ends of the spectrum of what not to do. Like if there was like a whole line of what not to do, my mom's on one end and my dad's on the other. My dad's the more like respected things of what not to do. Like you still like kind of like, like, okay, that's, you were trying to like do right or like you were trying to be by the book and he was doing right. things wrong in like by the book. But my mom was just like crazy. Like you don't do that now. <laughs> There's no way. There's like, like why, why, why would you do it. that? That's crazy. Like, with my right. dad to be like, okay, I get why you would do that. You're trying to be logical, but still like don't do Love that. Love isn't logical. Exactly. I think that that's where and we use that to help us like oh, totally as examples me. of what not to do. I mean, just to put it into perspective, all of our parents. And I mean that like our parents remarried, like remarried and then divorced mm-hmm. and then tried again. Like, and then they're divorced. Single still to this day. Like they are proponents. Well, our, are, our, our generation, all, we are the people that have seen the highest rates of divorce in our parents. Mm-hmm. Like all of our parents, like it was like very normal to go to Common. school and just be like, "Yeah, my parents are divorced." And it's easy to say it, but of course, mm-hmm. like everyone went through so much internal struggle and conflict, yeah. experiencing that. Um, but I, if you think about like what leads to that, I mean, then there's so much research. But just thinking about it from surface level, I mean, our parents got married when they were. 19 years old Mm -hmm. you know had kids when they were 20 and 21 can you imagine (sighs) having kids right now with the person that you were with when you were 19 bro fuck me like in the ass right now no hell no no. it just wouldn't work like i no i would i I would i would not have grown the way that i have yes yes, in my 20s i would because your 20s are such formative what? I would feel so trapped if I was yeah. in that relationship right now. Your 20s are such formative years. Mm-hmm. So you either need to have a really supportive uh, partner yeah. if you're going to be with someone or you really need to just not be serious, like not look for something serious and explore yourself, explore what the world has to offer before you try and settle down with something that you may not really like because you don't know it from anything else. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have. That's all you have. And we've had, we've, I I think it's a blessing to have all the experiences that we have. Some people only have like one relationship and then they get married after that. Like we've been able to learn so much about ourselves because we've had so many relationships. Not right. so like not like saying crazy, but we've had experiences. So many relations. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I'm choosing my partner. Like I am choosing my partner. I am not in this situation out of like comfort yeah. or circumstance yes. or like need. Yes. You know, I am here because I continuously choose every day mm-hmm. to be with this person and I love this person, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's a choice. So, I mean, how have you, how have you gotten over your exes when you're so finishing normally, with them like, after this, like, break your heart? Okay, so for my first door. one, my lust one, 
I for sure like was a fucking mess for I would say two years I was I didn't know like coping mechanisms I didn't know like I just I literally Mm -hmm. would just lay like on the like looking back I didn't notice I did this but like I would just like lay on the floor and just sleep on the floor like all day if I wasn't in class like I was depressed you had a bed no on the floor I would lay on the floor the- yeah but you had a bed yes I had a bed <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to go on my bed because that wasn't depressing enough I needed to be as depressed as possible and lay on the floor if I could get the any drama. lower I would dig a hole and lay lower because I was that depressed <laughs> but like I didn't see at the time I just thought like I was just going to school and going back and like that's just life but like, no I was depressed but mm-hmm. Then my second relationship, I would say my more passion, um, I knew that he wasn't for me. Like, I loved him so much. Like, it got to the point where I felt like he was my brother more than my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So, like, I never, I didn't want to hurt him. Like, I didn't want, like, but I knew I was hurting my growth and myself by just staying with him and not giving him the opportunity to find someone that, like, genuinely just, like, Mm -hmm. is enamored with him. I was that for the first, like, three, four months, but then I, it went away, and I just stayed because I fucking wow. loved him so much. And you stayed. And I stayed. Like I stayed a while. We were together for two years. So, I just, I, I loved him so much. He was such a genuine person, and I felt like he deserved right. a good person, but, like, yeah, I'm a good person, but I'm not your good person. So, right. I had, like, I... You're not that I I, I, like, my coping with that was, like, I was trying to get over, like, the memories like, mm-hmm. those were just, uh, there were fond memories of, like, just being really genuinely loved for the first time by someone. And, like, it's difficult to, to accept that. Because a lot of times you think a relationship ends because something happened. Mm-hmm. Someone did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing really happened no, there. No, nothing like, happened. you just grew apart. Exactly. So you, ha- you come to a place where you're like, I, you feel guilty. I felt so guilty. I felt all so this guilty. great person with all these good memories for what you know you almost are convincing yourself like what are you really doing Mm -hmm. this for Mm -hmm. but I'm still proud of you for having pushed past that thank you it it really took a lot like it was like I felt like I should go back Mm -hmm. because he's a good person and like you don't come across good people like you really don't Mm -hmm. like you generally know when someone's just like yeah they're no boy now oh yeah they like and they like just like cover it up with like fake being cool or like good like you know you're not like get Mm -hmm. out of here but okay so with that like i just kind of like i was like i pushed for it like i loved him but like i gotta go and uh, i would say those are like the only examples i I really would like notable ones yeah like the real ones right how about you um so (laughs) i'm weird i am a person who when we're together like i'm all for you i'm tunnel vision You're 10 like, toes down 10 toes down to the if ground I had an 11th baby. one she got I had you. an 11th one it would be on the it would be on the ground too like whenever i'm out like no worries like i you know like you have no one like they don't have anything to worry about mm-hmm. but when i'm done and like i have mentally made that decision bro like you don't exist. I've anymore. always wanted to ask someone though, like people that like claim this. Like you're claiming that you cut people off and you don't give a fuck. Like, do you I do. really, really, really not give a fuck anymore? There's nothing in you that cares. You care. 
No. I don't. Wow, that's crazy. It's like, it's just such a mental switch for me. It's like, you know when you decide, like, I'm going to get serious about something. Or, like, you just, like, commit to something. Like, I commit to move on. Yeah. You know? Like, I have done all of the mental work and have exhausted myself in trying to make this work and trying to see this person. Because I, I will try and see that person, like... For everything good that they are. Yeah. But if we're at the point where this is done, like, bye. Like, I'm just such an out-of-sight, out-of-mind person. And it's really worked well for me, I'm going to say. It has. It really has. Because I have always... Because I've always, sorry, but I've always, like, been like, how can she just, like, completely fucking go from one relationship to another? Like, it never made sense to me. I'm like, I need five, like, I need ten years. (laughs) I need a decade. I genuinely need a decade before I can move on to someone else. Speak. And then decide that I was, that that was all I was allowed. And then I would just keep going. Yeah. But so I think that it's, it's really helped me in some cases, but what happens there is that you don't really, um, you don't really allow yourself to completely like get over it because you're focused so much on like looking forward and like forgetting that sometimes you don't really allow yourself the time to heal and cope. And I would say that that's happened to me at least once. So you, you practice more so like it's called the love sober, um, therapy kind of thing. Okay. So what happens is that you, it's technically a doctor by the name of Dr. Mike Dow. He's like a Hollywood therapist known for, heal you drained sorry heal your drained brain so that's the book he wrote and he calls it i need that book my brain is (laughs) (laughs) he says hold on i'm trying to find it that okay the trickiest of a heartbreak is the neurotransmitter oxytocin which is that you're like your happiness like in them when Mm -hmm. that just shit that's when that drops and your brain can't even function because it's been on like this high alert of like love and it just drops that the brain needs time to undo that bond so you can't be tricking it by talking to your ex here and there after you guys break up so Mm -hmm. what you do is you do the love sober for 30 days like you literally avoid all contact with that person social media um their mom like you're not talking to their mom anymore like no. you just completely cut any association with him which is harder which than... is way harder because <laughs> yeah. you know you date the, the family more than the boyfriend always yeah like it's always the family you're dating uh-huh. and that's probably that's a hard part too because those people have been nothing but good to you yes. and like on your yes. side and rooting for you and just loving mm-hmm. you um and then it's just cut off and i i still keep in touch with um one and it's not keep in touch like we just check in on each other like every so often like very sparingly Mm -hmm. but it's because I still care for that person like that's not to say that my love goes away for that person um but it has nothing to do with her son Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. more so to do with like how much I respect her as a woman and how loving and Um, much of a mother figure she was to me in the times that I Mm -hmm. was, you know, we were in each other's lives. Yeah. And for, I think both of us, we've 
been very fortunate to have that type of relationship with our ex's moms. Um, like we found like mother figures in them and that's mm-hmm. people that we can um, just not replicate, but see the good that we like about them and use that for ourselves. Right. And, right. It's always important to have more than one like maternal mm-hmm. maternal mm-hmm. figure in your life. So you have... Exactly. And I think that's um, where we different kind of... References. Sorry. Um, just kind of like we need that because we expect our parents to be everything for us mm-hmm. and they're not going to teach us everything that we need to learn in life and that's why we have those different figures that help us do that because ex- totally. that's why we get resentment towards our parents because we expect them to be this everything we think we need out of them mm-hmm. and there's no way that they can be they're human and they're mm-hmm. going through their own growth and mess ups and so yeah i mean it's not always the best to be out of sight, out of mind, but I think that it's done me more good than it hasn't because I just completely throw myself in other things. Yeah, that, and that's the replacement theory. I'm glad you said that. So yeah. that's the second theory. Well, throw me in all of them. And it's like you just replace everything with things to do. Like you're just a busy, 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 busy girl. Well, I become super hot. Mm-hmm. You're hot on the scene, girl. You're a hot girl. I become a hot girl. <laughs> well, like, I just get super into, like, I mean, I, like, became obsessed with working out mm-hmm. right after a breakup. You know, like, I got in the best shape that I'd ever been in. Um, and it just became, like, what I consumed my thoughts with. You know, I, it, it was taking care of me instead of taking care of or thinking about Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. something or someone else yeah for me I kind of like I just like to die (laughs) (laughs) that's how I cope I just let myself die like from that having that dopamine and oxytocin so Mm -hmm. high and then you crash into cortisol that stress hormone of just like everything's just like either just non-existent you don't care or you're like on high alert at all times and your heart is just like doesn't know what the fuck to do so that drive down from like oxytocin so happy oh my god i love you and you have that cortisol that just adds up in your body and builds so much stress like that's where you can get that like it's called like they say like the breakup flu where you just feel so achy and like you just it hurts it physically fucking hurts this breakup fucking hurts me like it out. <laughs> but um No, you're in physical pain. Yes. Like you hurt everywhere and you think you're gonna die. Yes. Like you said. <laughs> like you literally think you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how I cope. <laughs> I, I don't replace it with things and I don't like not talk to them for thirty days. I just I just die. And then I let myself die and then I slowly get myself back up and then I get myself together. And when would you say, like, you have that moment of, like, rebirth? Like, you're saying, like, when do I know? Or, like, when did I have it? Yeah, like, when when do you feel, like, when is that moment? Like, do, is it, like, an aha moment? Or do you kind of just, like, realize, like... It's an aha in, moment. In hindsight. It's an aha yeah. moment. Like, I have just this, like, switch. Like, it's, like, I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not good. And it's just, like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm hot, bitch. I'm out of here. I close the door behind me, and I'm you done with that. Way more, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, okay, this is done. You had enough time. I've given mm-hmm. you way too much time. Just- 
And in perfect alignment with this theme of today and like Dia de los Muertos, it's like completely like the death of a version of you, Mm -hmm. a death of a a time in your life. So like you're mourning that loss. Like you're not just mourning that person. Like you're mourning like your routine, like what you would do every day, Mm -hmm. thought patterns, like everything. Like you are mourning like such a, like an era. Yes, an era. So The eras of you are your true loves. Well, I'm very happy with the one that I'm in right now, let's just say. (laughs) Yes, these these are real loves now. But you really learn, like, from all of your experiences, like, what you want and what you don't want. If you really allow your relationship to teach you something, like, you're not just leaving it and you're like, fuck this, I deserve better, This I know this is not what I want. But, like, if you really dig deep and see, like, what you learned from that person, how they changed you, what trigger, like, what mirror, like, what they mirrored, yeah. you know, of you, like, what they taught you in um, areas where you could be better. Um, it's just, it's actually a beautiful thing when you can, like, be at a place where you're comfortable with where you're at, look back, and see, like, how everything made sense Mm -hmm. like how it unfolded and how it really brought you to where you are here like today i hate this almost like a reinvention i I hate the saying um i think it was meant to happen i think it's so like cheesy Mm -hmm. but everything happens for a reason reason. but like it's so true it it (laughs) really is so true honestly like the most basic statements and like quotes are like honestly the the realest because it just gets down to the simple fact that like it was Mm -hmm. supposed to happen it really was. And every situation that you were in has taken you to different to a different path. And like you wouldn't have met the people that you did mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have met the person that you're with right now. Yeah. Have met this person if you would have ex- had different experiences. Mm-hmm. So we can thank all of that dead and gone. Dead for... and gone. Hey. I was going to make a Rascal Flats reference which one i didn't want my first reference <laughs> of music of music on the show we would definitely judge you if your first reference was rascal flats well it is so <laughs> we'll do. god bless the broken road that led me straight to you i think that's the cutest song it is a cute song it really is and it's true like every oh okay i'm gonna just start referencing it he says like every long lost dream led me to where you are Others who broke my heart, they were like northern stars. Like, it's just, it's super cheesy, but it's very symbolic of how, like, everything and every decision that you make, like, takes you down. It's so true, but it's so corny. I love it. I know. Well, this actually is awesome. We can go into our next section. Music references. So we thought it'd be really cool for us to start a segment based around the music we're fucking loving, what our past music that we loved and, you know, just like people that we are really into at the time, the artists that we're listening to, who we can't get enough of, um, things that give us nostalgia. Or in this case, for this episode, music that makes us or helps us get over past relationships or you know when we're in that phase like what are we really basking and sulking in the breakup playlist a 
you would think that I'm so bitter. Like, I love, like, just throwing jabs, but it's so, it's, like, in such good fun. Oh, yeah. I can... Absolutely. <laughs> Let them all die. But, okay, so I would definitely say, okay, so do you want to do, like, one by one? Like, I say one, you say one? I would say let's, like, yeah, let's do our top three, and each of us will do three. Like, Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you the one that I listen to. Like, you know when you just someone just listens to a song? Over and over and over and over. To the point where my roommate was like, please fucking stop. Change the song. It's it, I can't what do it song? anymore. Beyonce Resentment. Mm, Dude, I did a... One. I would go in the mirror and just like re- <laughs> do this whole production of me singing Resentment. I was Beyonce. good... You... And you were Beyonce. And Jay-Z hurt my heart so fucking bad. Man, fuck Jay-Z. Right? <laughs> fuck him. But no, oof. I would I would do the whole thing. That's a good song. Yes. And that song, like... And it wasn't even, like... ripping your heart out. Yes. And, like, the song didn't even, like, say, like, what I was feeling. But, like, I felt her fucking pain and I had to express mine. You saw Thank a lot you, of yourself in yes. in Beyonce. Thank you, Beyonce. So one of mine that I guess I would sulk in was uh, John Mayer, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Mm. Oh, that's such a pretty song. It's such a pretty song, but it's just so, like, devastating. Yes, but it's it's like such a a dark, pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of beauty in his mm-hmm. in the pain that he writes about. I mean, the they're both at a mutual understanding that they're just going into flames. Mm-hmm. Like there's just nothing good that's going to come out of yeah. the situation anymore. Yeah. And then another part, I guess another, it's not even a song. It's an entire album. Um, Majid Jordan, <laughs> The Space Between. <laughs> I'm so happy. I am so happy for you that you got to experience that album going through a breakup. I was like in the midst of breakup. Because I, yeah, that's a different type of, yeah, like appreciation connection. Uh huh. Like I appreciate that album, and I like I really fuck with it. Like it's it's good, but like I wasn't going through shit during that album. Like I just enjoyed it for the the art that it was. Like you got to Um, fucking feel that album. I felt it for you, and a level of pain. There's one. It's called You, and it's in the Love playlist, so check it out. And Yeah, check out the playlist. I've, like, cried to that song. And out of just, like, yeah, check out that playlist. I've cried to that song out of just, like, the same way you felt with, with Beyonce. Like, I felt the pain and the burning agony from that song. Mm-hmm. To the point Incredible. where, like, you just, like, you smell them. Like, you smell your ex <laughs> as you're listening to that song. Oh, my God. And <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck. <laughs> Yo. But that whole album, The Space Between, you got to check that out. If you guys don't know about Majid Jordan, I'm sure you do. Um, if you don't, like, yo, she just put you just on. Listen just, just, just listen to them. They're everything. fucking awesome. Yeah. They're great. Um, okay, so then what's a song that like hypes you up like i'm a hot girl okay so i have <sighs> single again back on the prowl You're definitely single again definitely but like i don't think i don't know how but i would say that's definitely like 
a song I would pick, but that's not what I was listening to during breakup. I would say that Chris, I don't think it's by Chris Brown, he's in it, but the Deuces remix. Oh, yeah. Yo, I would just, mm, that was my, I was, that was in the car, blasting that, and I was just like fucking telling him off in the car. That was me. The whole time, I would just blast that shit like, you know I'm talking to you. You know I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking Deuces. Mm Mm-hmm. And like every... Every every verse, verse. Is so strong and killer. Like, uh Kanye's was one of my favorites. Oh, Chris Brown really made that you song. You'll be though. hot a little while. I'm gonna be rich forever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Forever. So yeah, that's definitely mine. How about yours? So this is a, a another throwback. Keisha Cole. I changed my mind. Oh yeah. Oof. That's. I don't love you mm-hmm. no more. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, I don't. I don't love you anymore. Oh my god, that song is such a claim. Yo, that I song is strong. That song is that strong. Really strong. Yeah. She doesn't get her flowers for that song. That is a strong ass song. I feel like she doesn't get her flowers for a lot. That is very true. She's awesome. Uh, you tell me another one because I feel like there's one that like is at the tip. She of my ain't gonna tie me down. I uh, 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 uh. <laughs> want right now. I don't even. I don't know the words to any songs, but. I know we've been together no, for a minute. Mean, what the hell is this? Oh my god, I fucking love that song. Drop that shit right here so that people can hear. Yes. It oh quick. my god. Song. Dude, that hypes me up even to this day. I get chills when I hear that song. You ain't gonna tie me down. Okay, so my hot girl song for sure, for sure, for sure was a Drake and Meek Mill. Amen. There's a lot Ooh. of bad bitches in the building. Amen. Amen. And I said, What? That's a good one. Because I was the hot girl on Live on Sundays, and I would go to that <laughs> on the scene. I was on the scene. Yo, I lived at Live. Like, seriously you really did i really did like i was such a hot girl i would go there put my little dress on i was <clears throat> heels on i was i was being seen and that song was so in at that time it like hyped you and up. i was just my hype up song i was like i'm out mm-hmm. here this is me just going doing my thing i don't need nobody i just need me you know which one is like similar to that um well it's actually more similar to the tie me down one jason derulo riding solo fuck yes That was like my first breakup. Like, oh, that's when it came out, I think. You know, that's when all the songs were like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they were super, like, corny, cheesy, but like, that you meant every yes. word. Absolutely. Oh, that's a, those are a good couple of songs right there. Check out the rest of that playlist because that playlist has a bunch of stuff. 
Yes, there's country. Okay. Uh, I listen to I'm country. Listen, I like country too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even but hold you for that. Like I, I listen to country. There, thank you. I appreciate you. I don't listen to that much country, but I feel like I've chosen like a few songs that I feel like I really love. Yeah. You know, and that. Yeah. And I feel like country is also a genre where it's storytelling, a lot of pain and heartbreak, and storytelling yeah. exactly. So it's just fitting. Yeah. But you know, like I like, I like a little yeah. accent. I like it sometimes. You know. <laughs> I'm watching The Voice. And I just can't like it's <laughs> Blake Shelton's accent. I love you it. Just hear me around the house, trying to imitate it. I think it's so cool. Well, there's a little bit of everything for everyone yes. on there. The people that are going through heartache, the people that are trying to turn up and be like, "Fuck that," and just like go back and appreciate old songs that you like as well. That you're like, "Damn, uh, yeah." That helped me out. That helped me out through a dark time. This song right here. The next section we want to introduce is called Asuka. Asuka. A little bit about Asuka. So, it's me pretty much introducing you to me, your remixed abuela, with the spices, the sazon of ingredients to nourish your mind and your body scientific research findings that have to do with health, wellness. And that's just kind of what I'm all about, like just kind of going the natural route. Of... She is literally my abuela. Yes. Like I'm not her sister anymore. <laughs> I am her no. abuelita. You're my abuela. Like I just, I really care about the health of the people around me and just the, of everyone. Like I want everyone to know what they can do naturally for themselves to be optimal and just thrive and that's like just kind of where my passion like, is not being with stuff that's like at your house you use a lot yeah of with stuff that's at your house and I stuff that find like, in my in my fridge in my cupboard like just daily household items that we should all know are, about like we should all know about this medicinal, shit. yeah like, and they have medicinal properties that like are replicated in some of like the medicines we see today and like they just they are better absolutely like it's preventative you need to you keep know? it og like the originals knew mm-hmm. what they were talking about yeah get down to the basics exactly and like that's just what it's about so like i don't know so yeah i love food i love to cook and i also want to bring different meals and like recipes on here as well that i can share with you guys um you know i'm not going to toot my own horn but i've, I've heard that I, I cook a mean a mean meal fab was my personal chef for a good month yeah. And uh, let's just say I ate real nice mm, every day. I'm telling you, I'll cook you up a good meal. My men stay uh, full in a lot of ways if you, you catch my drift. Mm, not for free, though. Not for free, though. <laughs> Sold separately. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool for this section. So for this section, since we're, since we're talking about Dia de los Muertos, and they would cook meals that they were their favorite dishes so whoever passed away they'd be like oh my god they love tamales oh, we're making a thousand tamales and they, they would just fill the house with beautiful decadent food that they love to eat what's traditionally done in mexico is tamales like i said um also uh, sugar skulls corn or grasshopper tamales crazy i've never had grasshopper have you had grasshopper Me either no hmm. i I want to say I've been to a restaurant where someone I was with was eating it in like a taco, 
But I've never, I don't think I wanted to try it. And I'm a pretty open person with trying food. I don't care. Um, But I don't think that grasshopper falls under my I don't care list. I think it falls under the, that's just, it has to be. (laughs) Like, I'm sure it's crunchy, like, without it being cooked. Stop it. Yeah, like, that's gross. They also have a traditional bread that they cook, I'm sorry, that they bake on that day. It's called pan de muerto. Hmm. What would you cook? What would, what would you have to cook? For your ex, like, because if you're you're cooking, your ex passed away, and you're in charge of Dia de los Muertos, and you have to cook his favorite meal, what's going on? Mm. What's in the kitchen? What's in the kitchen? Um, I'm not, like, I don't know that I would say, like, one specific dish. Um, I <laughs> don't know why I would put myself under this kind of masochism uh, or pain, but I've only dated Latin guys in my life. Um, so, <laughs> she has. um, she's notorious for one, just but, like, yeah, Latin sensation. Latin sensation, baby. Yeah. My boyfriend right now is Dominican. So I have peak, peak Latin. Oye, pero, papa. Que lo que... No, not at all. That's Cuban. La... Don't even. La... <laughs> Dominican is free. So I would just say like a traditional, like rice beans plantain like a meat and probably some empanadas in there because like empanadas are fire yeah they are and they're they're in many different cultures they have their own yeah and i think the reason i like to your point that i say that type of plate is that you can find that plate it's like a traditional plate in um, most latin countries but they have their own spin or flavor to them like they just use like a slight variation of a spice or of you know like maybe their presentation Mm -hmm. um so i think that it's pretty inclusive it's very (laughs) inclusive that that plate goes everywhere so i guess we could use that plate as what you're going to make for every x it's not that many plates (laughs) no we're not saying that but we're saying that we we can just like cover all bases with the x's oh yeah because they're all eating rice and beans and plantains Exactly. Well, plantains are God, so it's okay. I would love to eat plantains all day at my Via de los Muertos. They have vitamin A. They have fiber to help you go to the bathroom. Potassium. Let me some good potassium. They have magnesium. Like, they're just filled with minerals that your body needs to function optimally. So eat your plantains and your rice and beans, and I'm happy. Yeah. Plantains have this, like, sweetness to them that is just so perfect you can fry them you can bake them you can boil them you could smush them you literally can smush them and they're fucking great like all you have to do is smush plants that's like the easiest way to make them and honestly my favorite and that's probably like the main way i make them like i make like plantain bowls i i don't know why but i've transitioned to green plantain you have. And I just fucking love a good fried green plantain. I've been a sweet plantain girl. We're from Venezuela. So, like, we just have fucking tejadas. Yeah. And they're sweet as fuck and soggy. Now I like me a good dry green plantain. I think it's because I, I make so much, like, I'm, I've really been inspired by, like, the Caribbean food of, like, Jamaica. And, like, mm-hmm. having rice and peas and, like, jerk chicken. Like, I fucking love their flavors. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what I would make for my Dia de la Muerta because I've only dated Jamaicans. <laughs> it seems like like a lot of my exes are Jamaican, and I just kind of like really vibe with that culture, and I like I love them so much. Like 
a lot of my friends are Jamaican and they're just so they're so dope. I'm gonna have to gift you like an ancestry.com like thing. I I honestly yes because I feel like you have some sort of like Jamaican. I don't know what like, I have in me, but and I mean yeah, I I love to like rep. We don't know if it for sure like a hundred percent, but we think our grandma's from Trinidad, and I'm just like once I learned that I was like, okay, that this makes so, so much sense. sense. Like yeah. duh. And, like, I try to claim it because I just, I love the culture so much. It's so beautiful. Well, you identify with it. Like, you you're, you gravitate. Yes. I think that's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Like, you gravitate towards it for all of the good that it yes, is. Yes, yes, definitely. So, I'm making, for sure, on my Dia de los Muertos, I'm making Aki and Saltfish. Because I would say two of my exes, that was their favorite, <laughs> their favorite meal. And that's actually the national dish of Jamaica. And aki, oh, cool. yeah, it's actually what they eat for breakfast. They don't normally really eat it for any other time, but it's, it's a breakfast meal. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's a salt fish. It's cod that they salt like for like days. And then they use that salt to help start cooking it and like dehydrating it. And then Damn. you uh, you cook that fish. You wipe off the salt. It's like dusted in salt. And then you make aki, the fruit, which is most commonly found in Jamaica. It's like the flesh is yellow, but you can't eat the black big seed or the red membrane, like the skin inside, Mm -hmm. because it's actually poisonous. So like, if you want it, like maybe I won't take out the seeds because I could just poison my ex. (laughs) But they're already dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're actually dead already. So it's actually okay. He's already gone. Um, Poison them in the so, yes, I, I'd probably make that. And it's just, like, it's filled with, like, good shit. Like, Aki is an amazing indigenous fruit to Jamaica, and it has iron, zinc, vitamin A, omega-6 fatty acid. Our body doesn't make itself, so getting it from different parts of your food mm. is actually so important. So that's what you find in, like, flax seeds as well. It's called linoic acid. We need it. Like, it, our brain needs it. We thrive off good, healthy fats, like avocado and olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, like, our brain just like dives in it and it loves it so I definitely love olive oil like I don't know if I'm like deficient in fatty acids mm. but I that's a, that's a way that your body tells you when you start craving something that's like, just your I'm body always like, hey, craving girl, we need more magnesium so you start eating chocolate or like we need more iron so you start eating a lot more beans and you're like I usually don't really eat like this but I'm really fucking fit so that could be mm-hmm. your, your thing yeah, I, I really fuck with olive oil. Well, I also just came back. Um, I taboo, but I traveled during quarantine. Very taboo. And I was in Tulum with I, everyone else in the world, so don't worry. Yo, everyone in the whole everyone United States is in Tulum. Tulum right now. It's crazy. They're taking over. And what I just don't... That's political. We'll get there another time. <laughs> well, I traveled overseas um, and I met our Airbnb, um, the owner of our Airbnb owns several olive trees in the area that we stayed in. And the olive oil at his house was so delicious. And this was before I knew it was his olive tree. So I made the comment to him that it was so delicious, actually more delicious than one of the other um, vineyards we had gone to. And he comes over the next day with a massive bottle of his own olive oil. Straight, it's such a like sweet. Ah. By his hands. Oh it's my gold. god. It's liquid gold. You get the dirt under his nails. That shit tastes good. 
That's good. what gives it the character and it all the does. <gasps> Fresh olive oil like that? Come on. Where do you get that from? I can't even justify like an appropriate time to use it because I don't want it to be like I don't want it to end. No. You have to go back to Croatia to get it. You, you can't let it end. Yeah, I'm fine. I can do that. I'm so bougie with olive oil now. That's yeah, how I know I'm like a, I'm a grown girl now. Like I care about my <laughs> olive oil. I invested my yes. olive oil. Like, don't come at me with that fake crap. Ugh. What's the name? And what's even scarier is what, that people like use canola and vegetable oil. I feel like I get heartburn. Like yes. I, my body. Like come on, we are we are it. in tune with our bodies now. You guys, you guys gotta know that when you eat that fried shit, like you're just like. This doesn't feel right. Like, I shouldn't have to feel like this after I eat. Like, no. come on. It's not a, like, it, it's not even a good indulgent thing to do. No, it's not. It doesn't feel like good. At the, but it's it's such a in-the-moment thing, right? Because, like, you're having something in the moment. It tastes great. And then after, you have the repercussions of feeling like yeah. absolute yeah. garbage. I don't want to feel like that. Like, I don't no, have time I for that. I really don't. Mm-mm. No, but it's to the point where, like, I'm not really craving, like, a lot of, like, shitty, quote-unquote, things. Um, Like, I still have, like, my mindful indulgences of things that I love, you know, that probably aren't made, like, as pure Mm -hmm. or, like, unprocessed as possible. But, like, I I think there's a balance in life as well. I can't, like, go to, like, a too extreme there. Yeah. Try not to be afraid of food. Exactly. But I also – you're also not going to catch me, like, at McDonald's. Like, it's – it's just negative. <laughs> I can't even tell you like how many years ago it's been. I literally think the last time I had McDonald's, and no shame to who likes McDonald's. Like, okay, you like McDonald's, eat McDonald's, I don't care. Um, but I think the last time I went to McDonald's was maybe like, dude, when we would walk to McDonald's in middle school. Like, that was no the way. thing we would do. We would like leave But that wasn't the last time you went. And like walk to McDonald's to hang out with the crew on Fridays. That was probably the last I, time I was at McDonald's. So you never did McDonald's no. in like college no, or never. I was extreme though. Like I was very extreme about it. I'm like if it's not organic, grass fed, um, high bioavailability of uh, the blah, 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 blah. like I was very extreme. Yeah, you went through that phase where you were eating like eight bananas a day. Dude, I would have six mangoes or I would have a whole watermelon. Like I would literally eat a whole watermelon for lunch. And that's all I would eat. Or I would have eight bananas. Or like six. Like, I tried everything in the book. I was just so experimental with my food. And like wanting to learn everything. I was just like, give me all the information. Mm-hmm. Give it all to me right now. I need to know. Yep. So you kind of went to the extreme. <sighs> because like everything you thought you knew felt like you were. Everything was felt like, yeah. Everything felt like, what? This is it? That's all I've known this long? I need to know everything now. And I tried. And I will never know everything. But I'm definitely learning every day. Like, so, like, I just try to, like, right. immerse myself and in like, everything. And trying to find, like, a healthy balance mm-hmm. in things, right? Because you were trying to get away from the extreme bad, but you ended up tipping the scale to an extreme, quote-unquote, good, mm-hmm. which is not mm-hmm. good, you know? Everything in moderation. I would say this is what it's going to be like when you hear from us, tuning into what the conversation is of the day. 
We have lots of topics that we want to talk about. Yes, they're so good, um, guys. They're so good. And, and I feel like we took our time to really think about not just relevant things that are happening right now, and like we will get into those things, but we're talking a lot about how we relate to one another, you know, just like finding things along the way that really help us become better humans and better friends, and we're going to laugh and we're going to cry along the way. And getting in tune with... I know that's a very like used word right now, but just reflecting on what just makes you who you are, the food you eat, the things you listen to, like what music do you like? Like let's share the music we like, let's share the food that we like, let's help each other grow. Like you guys are gonna help feed us as well. Like that's that's something I'm really fucking like hoping for as well. Like we just feed each other our community that like just wants to thrive and wants to be the best that we are and we'll use tools along the way of like just like scientific research that helps us understand fully why things are the way they are mm-hmm. and like kind of like therapy sessions as well and like that's what we are for each other my sister and I is each other's therapy and if like we can share that with other people you guys share with us I mean how dope is that that we have this opportunity to do that we can all relate some way you know there's yeah. nothing more special than that <laughs> Okay, so every episode we want to have like feedback from you guys. So for this episode, let us know what you would consider your three loves, who you were in those three loves. You know how we identified like who we were in those stages. Who's your fab point one? Who's your fab point two? Who's your fab point three? Like those would be mine. So figure out like who you were in those stages. And drop a song too. Oh, please. What song did you listen to? to hype yourself up out of a situation for sure we want to hear your songs we'll be really excited to hear that and i would love to add them to the playlist oh yeah to make it a collective playlist okay but it's got to be good songs because we can't have whack songs on the playlist yeah but that's so subjective like (laughs) i think it's whack so it's not going okay so cc will put all the songs on the playlist i'll judge them on the next one we'll allow them on the playlist but i'll let you know which ones i thought were whack (laughs) All right, guys. Well, it's been a blast. Um, a blast from the past. Oh, yes. It really has been. And you know what? Next time, it's going to be a blast uh, to the present and a blast to the future and a blast to everything in between. Yes. Um, we air our episodes every Thursday. So tune in on Thursdays. Uh, we'll be answering your questions. We'll be taking new feedback. We would love for you to share this with your friends and your family. Anyone you think would love to connect with us or um, have these conversations with us we would love to bring them into the fam yes please 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 spread the word we're just so excited to start this journey with you guys and we love you and let's see you for the next episode on thursday much love guys